I absolutely love what I do every single day. I think I got bit by the agriculture bug. What we're doing is we're putting out a, a very safe, a very healthy product. Consumer input, I think, now is, is really what drives us. Do you know where your food comes from? Welcome to Know Your Food. I'm Larie Williamson, CEO of Agriculture for Life. In this podcast, we will go beyond the grocery store aisle to find out how your favorite foods are produced on the farm and follow it through the value chain to the moment it's on your plate. In this first episode, we visit with Kelly smith Fraser, who runs a cow-calf operation in the Pine Lake area and is also the chair of the Alberta Beef Producers. Kelly talked with Craig Lester about her love of the industry, the work that goes into raising cattle, the importance of their welfare, how the industry has improved over the years to serve consumers better, and how COVID-19 has impacted their lives. Welcome to the program, Kelly. Thank you for taking time to do this interview. Hi, Craig. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. So tell us a little bit about the, the, your background with cattle and uh, your operations. Sure. I, I grew up on my family's mixed operation at Wimborne. We had, um, we've always raised purebred mains. We were some of the first families to actually import the breed from France. So we've been in that breed since the late 60s. We also had, as I said, a mixed operation. So we also had grain and, and a small, smaller backgrounding lot. We've since moved uh, 20 years ago, actually, um, to Pine Lake. We had quite a bit of pasture land and really enjoyed the area. Uh, it's, it's a lot of trees and hills and had split off from my dad's original operation with his two brothers and created our own New Haven Cattle Company at Pine Lake. We still today continue raising purebred names. Uh, we also are raising club calves for the uh, show industry. And we've just expanded into two other breeds here in the last few years. Uh, my daughter is eight years old and she really likes the Charlet breed. So I'm a mama that can't say no. So we also have a few Charlet cows running around now. And I, I've been here at home since uh, for almost 20 years, uh, primarily. I did go to university in Texas on, and graduated with a bachelor's degree in marketing. Uh, from Texas Tech University. So, uh, you know, I absolutely love what I do every single day. It's it's not always fun, but it's something that I truly enjoy doing. And you mentioned that you are a, the chair of the Alberta Beef Producers. What does that mean to you? Oh, it means, <laughs> to to really put it simply, it it is such a position that I am so honored to have that I look back at the names that have had this position and I never thought my name would be, would be one that would be included in it that we've always in our, in our family have really looked at our industry organizations um, for the guidance and the help through, through issues and, and really for the betterment of the industry. And it's something that we've always uh, stayed in touch with as to, you know what the industry organizations are doing and and for me to to actually get to be the chair of Alberta beef producers is absolutely to me almost overwhelming that it's something that I'm super excited about leading the organization into the next 50 years that we just recently celebrated our 50 year 
anniversary and I think we have some great things coming out that, you know, right now we're in a pretty trying time for our industry, but we're really putting in some place, uh, some new initiatives to, to make sure that we are, are connected with our producers and our consumers and, and really trying to, to move forward and into the next 50. As you were talking about there, it's a bit of a difficult time there for all the consumers that are having all this, I guess, new vocabulary thrown at them with what's going on on farms. So they, can you walk us through a little bit of what's going on on a typical cow-calf operation in Alberta right now that is, I guess, standard? Absolutely. So currently right now, uh, what what we're seeing is we're kind of at the most producers at the very tail end of their calving season. So to me, that's the most exciting time of the year that um, we've planned these babies that are hitting the ground now for more than a year. And uh, so right now we're, we're getting through our calving season uh, at our place. We began at the 1st of March, began our calving season. We're just at the tail end. We have a few stragglers finishing up. And then what, what we're moving into next is getting our pastures ready to get cows turned out onto grass. Um, we're also looking at, at our branding season. So we're, uh, getting calves processed, making sure that they're healthy, getting them vaccinated, uh, basic herd health management, then moving the, the pairs out onto grass. The cows will be out on grass and being bred. I'll turn bulls out in a couple weeks, and I also utilize artificial insemination. So I will will begin doing that here end of May, beginning of June. And I try and uh, do at least two weeks of AI. Um, just to try and get as many cows as I caught can get caught with with those great bulls that I'm wanting to use, and the cows stay out there until about beginning of October, and uh, we'll start gathering our different pastures, bringing them home, and uh, eventually about the beginning of November we'll start we start selling our calves. Uh, we ship some to to an auction mark to be put into a pre-sort sale. At that time, I also have went through my herd and decided which heifers will be retained as replacement heifers. And we have uh, a pretty good bull market here within our for our operation. And so I'll have selected the the ones that will go into our bull pen. And I'll also have throughout the year have sold some some show steers to some really great 4-H kids that I get to enjoy watching them show at all of the spring shows. And then we started... Uh, once we get those calves weaned off of the cows, we, we go back through herd health again. We preg check the cows, vaccinate the cows, and turn them out for their winter feeding program and get ready to start it all over again back in March. You mentioned the word herd health there a couple of times. How important is that to you and to your operation and to the industry? It is something that is absolutely essential. To me, it is something that I refuse to cut corners on. Even throughout, uh, when we went through our crisis in BSC, we saw a lot of operations trying to cut corners, and that's something that I absolutely refuse to cut a corner on. It is so essential to make sure that those calves and cows are are getting vaccinated. Uh, it just ensures that I, I have a good, strong, healthy herd. Um, uh, it helps with with our herd enhancements. It just it it is absolutely critical that that we look after those cows and calves. How has COVID impacted uh, your overall yearly your plan? 
Well, it's, you know, it's created a lot of um, uncertainty and people definitely have been changing their, their plans. So on a day-to-day operation, you know, right now I'm calving out my cows. I'm, I'm living, you know, living the day with the cows, basically. I'm looking after the cattle. But then also when I do need to get to town to pick up supplies, uh, quite often I'm having to book ahead. So my, my local feed mill, I call in and tell them I'm, I'm stopping in. I need X amount of bags of this mineral and X amount of bags of, of this feed. And they have it outside ready on a pallet to be loaded. And either they load it or, or if it's just a few bags, I hand load it and off I go. Where typically I might have stopped and had a chit chat with the, with the staff inside and, you know, you, you, you kind of make it almost a social deal, but, you know, that's, that's definitely changed. And, you know, our, we're also looking at changing how we're doing our brandings. We're making sure that we're trying to maintain the social distancing, having less than 15 people at our brandings. Um, and, you know, this, this winter, it was great to see the resilience of our, of the beef producers that, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a purebred producer, but I sell my bulls private treaty, but many of my counterparts that were holding bull sales, they worked so hard and I am so proud of, of what they, what they were able to accomplish, that they were able to change the longstanding traditions of their bull sales um, into working for and within the uh, COVID requirements that, you know, many were utilizing online uh, platforms for selling the bulls that they hadn't, hadn't utilized before. And we've always felt that in the, in the purebred industry, you needed to have a big crowd and to get that excitement and to keep the momentum going. And it was, amazing to see or hear about because I never got to see it because I, I once COVID uh, requirements came into place I never actually attended any bull sales I watched a few online but what was amazing to see was with small crowds of less than 15 people in a in a sales area they were able to get the same prices or, or very uh, close to the same prices as what they were getting for their bulls last year it was it was Great to see the support and and the optimism within the industry to ensure that those producers are were getting the prices that they need for those bulls and and just to see how how they quickly adapted into making sure that they followed those requirements um, you know and we also have have seen where uh, people have implementing different different protocols for for employee safety that I've heard from a lot of my friends that uh, they're wiping and cleaning down tractors before any employee changes, jumps into the seat. And, and just really looking after the employee safety, shutting the farm gates to other people from, from coming in just to make sure that, that we're following the, those protocols. So the ag industry has really pulled together during this event. It, it really has that, you know, our, it seems that our, our phone lines are are constantly going, and and a lot of it has just been checking in in on one another. You know, you're checking in on your neighbors, making sure if if you're running to town, you're making sure that your neighbors don't need something, and you know, and just the mental health side of it all. That this is a a pretty busy time of year for us, and we're all typically just working at home, calving cows, or or preparing for breeding season, and and so we're you know we're typically very socially isolated, I guess, um, on a, on a given year, but this year it's, it's just been enhanced. So I think we've all been 
working really hard to make sure that we're following those protocols and those recommendations. And then we're also checking in on our neighbors' mental well-being and our, and our friends, making sure that everybody's doing well throughout this crisis. Well, that's excellent to hear. Looking back over the last 10, 20 years, how has the industry grown to better serve consumers? It's been, you know what, uh, you've really heard a, a change in the dialect that people are using. That 10 years ago, you didn't hear things like transparency and sustainability. And, and I really think the industry is, is working really hard to try and connect with those consumers, making sure that those consumers understand that what we're doing is we're putting out a, a very safe, a very healthy product that, and sometimes I find that that message gets, gets a little bit lost, but you know, when you, when you look at a, at a piece of beef, you are not going to find a more nutrient, nutrient dense piece of nutrition out there that, you know, and it's, I, I really feel, especially during this COVID time that, that people are, have taken a step back. Um, they, you know, they aren't eating out like, anywhere near what they were and they're making those really good quality meals at home and and realizing how how important and how easy it is to to prepare a, a delicious beef meal i i think it's been a that's been a bonus in in that people are are utilizing beef as a part of their healthy lifestyle well well either self-isolating or quarantine we've also as an in, industry making sure that they they do know where their food is coming from and and really trying to reach out and make that connection with producers. You know, and we've done done a lot of things to create some more efficiencies and and let consumers know that that we as an industry in the last 20 years, 10 20 years have been working incredibly hard um into creating more efficiencies and and letting those consumers know that you know, we're utilizing less water than than what we were 30 years ago. We're our cows that aren't grazing on on prime real estate, uh, we're making we're really putting out the message that you know where our cows are grazing is is land that usually can't be utilized for any other purposes but for grazing purposes, um, just because of their uh, the range quality and and things. You know, it's it's not a place that you would grow canola or wheat. And then we've also been promoting the, the less use of antibiotics. There's been a lot of concern that way. And, and we as an industry have really gotten behind that. And, and we do not want to see antibiotic resistant animals. And, and uh, we need to be able to use those antibiotics for the times when we actually really need to. And I, I think that's something that, that within the industry, we've worked on really hard and, and making sure that consumers understand that that that's the work that we have been doing. As you make these connections and have these conversations and see some of the stuff coming across on social media, what are the biggest misconceptions you hear about about the cattle industry? The one that bothers me the most, and there's there's quite a few out there, and and it's hard to fight them all. But the one that bothers me the most is people think that we don't actually care for the animals, um, and and. The absolute opposite is true that, you know, yes, this is a business. Yes, I'm, I'm calving out cows as a, and raising calves as a business. But at the end of the day, I truly care about, about that herd because if I don't care about the herd and don't look after them well, I'm not going to have a business that they're, they're, they're more than just a business. I, we really actually truly care about the animals from, 
from the very beginning. We wouldn't work as hard as we do during during calving, during snow snows and blizzards and, and wet seasons to make sure that we have a really good, healthy herd, that we want to make sure that what what we are raising is a quality animal and um, and something that we, we are really proud of. Kelly, is there anything you would like to add that I haven't asked you? <laughs> oh, I, I think knowing, if you know me, you know, I could actually go on for days and days, but I'm, I am so excited about this industry that we are in. I'm, I'm really excited about the, the opportunities that our, our youth have. I look at my eight-year-old daughter and I think of all of the things that, that present to her and the things, the changes that she's going to see in her lifetime within this industry. And I, I really think we've got some, some great support from within the industry, from our producers to our industry organizations. And I, I really think that, that we are on the cusp of some greatness. And, and the programs that are available to these kids are, are amazing. That I, I really, I look forward a lot to the next 30 years. Well, thank you, Kelly, for uh, providing us with some great insight into the cattle industry and taking a, w- a little bit of time away from your, your operation to do so. Thank you so much, Craig. I really appreciate that. That's Kelly smith Fraser. It should be noted that Kelly is the first woman to be the chair of the Alberta Beef Producers, an organization that has been around for over 50 years. Congratulations, Kelly. On our next podcast, we will talk to Keith Gregory, General Manager of Cattleland near Strathmore. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay in touch. Thank you for joining us. I'm Larry Williamson with Agriculture for Life. I absolutely love what I do every single day. I think I got bit by the agriculture bug. What we're doing is we're putting out a, a very safe, a very healthy product. Consumer input, I think, now is is really what drives us.